0: Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. You ever have one of those dreams that's like, that was weird. I wonder what's going on there. I do that all the time, and sometimes it's because I've eaten too much pizza the night before, and sometimes it's because my mind is trying to wrap itself around some things that I'm thinking. Well, welcome to Quiz That Is, and this week's question is this. How is your dream life? Now, I know when you're an older person like I am, we dream kind of familiar dreams. We've had them before, There are things going on there we feel like we've been there before, or there are experiences that we've had with a little twist on them, but that wasn't how it was when we were little. If you remember when we were little, there were different things that we dreamed, and I wonder why our dream life has changed. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. When I was a little boy, we lived in St. Petersburg, Florida, down at the end of the street. We lived on 68th Street. And down at the end of the street, there was a shopping center. And in that shopping center, a radio station was there. Now, I don't know whether it was in the shopping center or where, but they had a trailer there. So my thought, you know, as a four-year-old kid is, that must be the radio station. I didn't know how they got Porter Wagner and Dolly Parton to come in and sing at the radio station every day. But I was fascinated by it. That's something I always wanted to do. And so as I got a little older... Um, I didn't really know how to do that, but I would dream about it. I would dream about being on the radio. I would dream about speaking to people. I would do all this dreaming about things, but didn't know how to get there. Well, one day I was sitting in English class, Miss Richie's English class at Scottsburg high school. And, uh, she came up to my desk. Now I was, uh, pinning quite a tome to my girlfriend, Alice, and, uh, she put her finger on my desk and said, I want to see you after class. Now I was a sophomore and I was terrified. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in big trouble now. Things are not going to go well for me. Well, I thought it was because I was writing a note to Alice, but it turns out she wanted to talk to me because she wanted to talk to me about working at the radio station, doing a monthly high school report for the local radio station in Scottsburg, WMPI. So I uh, said, well, sure, we can do that. And, uh, we went down, we talked to the manager on the phone and he said, well, really, I'm not looking for somebody to do a monthly high school report. I need somebody that can be a part-timer on the radio. And I'm like, I'm going to get to do what I always dreamed of. And I did, I got to do that. And later, Ms. Ritchie told me that the reason she picked me was that she was the senior speech teacher and I was a sophomore, but she said, you could read out loud better than anybody I knew. So that's why I got that opportunity. Now, interestingly, the things that I did to prepare myself for that moment didn't seem to prepare me for that moment. Are you following me there? So I learned to read, then I learned to read out loud, and I learned to read with expression. Then I got into the drama club. I was playing an instrument, all of this kind of goes along the same line. It's, how do you get to your dream? Well, as we get older, we kind of forget about our dreams. Now, I had another dream after that. Um, When I started in the radio, I'm like, I really, really want to do this the rest of my life. And so We were uh, not too far from Louisville, in the little town I lived in. Scottsburg was about 30 miles north of Louisville. And every day I would listen to WHAS radio. Now, WHAS is a 50,000-watt radio station at 840 on the AM dial. I knew that they had listeners all over the country. Frankly, I found out later they had listeners all over the world that could hear the radio station. And I really wanted to work there. So I made that my dream. That was by the time I was 30, I wanted to be a full timer at WHAS Radio. Well, I continued along the lines of learning the, the business and working at various radio stations. I worked at a big band station. And the big band station was one where we played a lot of football games. I mean, a lot of games and we had some nights two games going on one I was recording one was live on the air and it may have been basketball games it was some sort of game I was also preparing a sports scoreboard show and I would talk to all the sports guys around Louisville and we get all the scores together you know the guy at channel 11 would have some scores and the guy at channel 32 would have some others and we'd put them all together and we'd get our details there I had a lot of stuff going on now, later on, I went to work at another radio station where I played music a lot, and I enjoyed that. It was a Christian station, WXLN, and I, I enjoyed being on the air there, too. But it didn't lead to anything. I, I continued to make $4.25 an hour every time, every day that I worked. Now, I know today that doesn't sound like anything. It wasn't much back then. This was in the mid-80s. And finally, a friend of mine had started working at WHAS, and she said, why are you still at WXLN? And I said, well, I um, I don't know. Didn't have a good answer for that. And she asked me, this was probably in late November, early December, she said, you're going to work for Christmas again this year, aren't you? And I'm like, yep. How much are you going to make on Christmas? Well, on Christmas Day, we got paid the same thing we would any other day, and that was $4.25 an hour, and I was going to work five hours that day. So you do the math. That was, what, about $25.25? And she said, why are you giving up your Christmas for $25? I thought, that's interesting. And so I left that radio station. Didn't have anywhere to go, but I still had the dream of being a WHAS. Well, about three months later, I was looking for a friend of mine, Bill Higgs and Bill happened to be married to Liz Curtis Higgs, who's now an internationally famous speaker and author. But back then, she was a disc jockey at WHAS, and so I called Bill's house one day, and Liz answered the phone, and she said, "Hey, what are you doing? Are you not in radio anymore?" And I said, "No, I, I'm not. I can't find anything." And she said, "Well, I think we could use you at WHAS. Okay." So she said, you call up Gary Bruce and um, tell him I told you to call and uh, I'll put in a good word for you. And I think we'll hire you. So well, I was thrilled to death with that. So I called Gary. I went in for an interview and I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat because I want to work there. Now it was a part-time job, but I wanted to work there. And so he says, have you had any experience doing ball games? And I said, oh my, I used to play two a night. And he's like, really? And I, and I explained to him what was going on. And he whipped out a piece of paper and he said, I think I want to put you on the payroll right now. Can you start this weekend? I, I, yes, absolutely. So, So that was the weekend I started at WHAS. And the next week they called me in for my first shift. I trained the first weekend with a guy named John Ross. And John told me later, he said, you were smoother on the air your first night than most people I'd ever heard. Now, why? Because the dream was always in front of me. That was my dream. Now, you remember my dream wasn't to be a part-timer at WHAS. My dream was to be a full-timer at WHAS. So I was working at a plastic company. Now, you might think, well, what in the world does that have to do with being on the radio? I needed to make some money. But you know what I learned there? I learned how to take care of people's needs, how to make a profit at selling things. I learned how to deal with people that I didn't always agree with. I learned from everything I did. And so, about, I would say it was 1989, somewhere in there, I just decided I was going to take a leap of faith and quit the plastic place and work as many hours as I could at WHAS. My wife and I were in agreement about it, and that's exactly what I did. And lo and behold, about two or three months later, a full-time position came open, and I got it. Now, I was a full-timer at WHAS by the time I was 30. you're saying, but you didn't apply for full-time jobs. You didn't have that going for you. And I'm like, I know, but the dream was always in front of me. So how's your dream life? What's the dream that's in front of you? Now, I will say this, one of the mistakes that I made with that dream was not thinking about what came next. And sometimes we have a dream, and we reach the dream, and it's like, oh, I made it. You know why I think I made it? It's because it was in front of me. I wanted that, and I went for it. Everything I did pointed toward that in some way, shape, or form. Sometimes without me knowing it, and sometimes I was like, oh, well, this kind of leads to that at some point. Well, let me challenge you in this way. When you have a dream, make sure that you have a dream after the dream as well. Because chances are, when you have a dream that you keep in front of you, you're going to reach it, and then you're going to want another dream past that. It was a mistake I made, and I'm not sad that I did that because it's led me to a lot of thinking and a lot of training for people later on in my life to say, listen, if you're dreaming of things and you're not dreaming past that a little bit, you're limiting yourself. It's kind of like shooting a basketball. You never want to shoot up to the hoop. You want to shoot a little bit past the hoop. You want to hit that box that's right there behind the goal because then the ball the ball bounces in. Now, I I don't want to get off here on saying, you know, have 10 or 15 or 20 dreams. I don't know that we ever do that in our lives. I think we have a dream of one or two things that we have in our lives and Frankly, after 1991, when I made my full-time job at WHAS, I didn't have any dreams after that. And it wasn't until 1999 that I was driving to Columbus for the first day at work at WCVO. And on the first day of work there, I didn't know what I was going to do. I'd never been a general manager before. I'd run a radio station, sort of, but I didn't have the responsibility day-to-day of running a radio station. I didn't know what it meant to be in management. I didn't know any of that stuff. But I knew that as I was driving up the interstate, God gave me a dream. I'm like, really? Me? And he goes, yep, yeah, you. It's going to require you and a radio station. Huh? interesting. Well, I'm not going to tell you the whole dream, but I will tell you this much. It requires me to be here. My wife and I moved away from Columbus at one time in 2003, and while I was in Louisville one day, actually southern Indiana, I heard the Lord say to me, what are you doing? I'm like, well, we're going to go get ice cream. No, no, no. Why are you in southern Indiana? And I said, Lord, the dream that you gave me for Columbus is gone. It's been taken over by some other people. I, you know, it's over. And he goes to me, Well, I didn't change my mind, and that hit me like a ton of bricks, and the reason I think that it hit me so hard is because I thought it was over. See, I think God gives us dreams all the time, and we sometimes decide that they're over long before they actually are. We give up on them. I know you're listening to me now going, I don't know that I've ever given up on a dream, and some of you are saying, I don't know that I've ever had one. You ever wonder why you dream while you're asleep? I think it's because there's no distractions. See, as we get older, we don't imagine things like we did as a kid. You know, when you're a kid, you can play with matchbox cars in a dirt pile and think that you've got a whole city. But find an adult that's doing that. (laughs) You know, it's not not normal. We're kind of taught not to dream as adults. What do you dream of today? What is in your mind when you go to sleep at night? You're worrying about the bills? You're worrying about the future? What's going on with your kids? Well, all of those things are distractions, and honestly, they're not wrong distractions, but they're distractions nonetheless. So here's my encouragement to you, is to settle down and ask the Lord, why our dreams are different? Why are my dreams different now? Did he change his mind? or did you change yours? Don't limit your dreams. I encourage you to dream. Write them down. When you have a dream, even if it's a weird one, write it down, and then seek out wisdom about what your dreams mean, how to get to your dream. I just think that sometimes what we need as adults, what we need as leaders, and what we need as entrepreneurs is to learn how to dream again, I hope today's podcast has been an encouragement to you. I have in no way meant for it to be discouraging. What I'm saying is this, take a moment this week in your prayer life and ask the Lord what he wants you to dream about again. In your thought life, what do you miss dreaming about? And in your dreams, find those patterns that God is going to put in there. I hope you have a great week. Hey, if you love the podcast, be sure to subscribe, like it wherever you are, and if you could, leave a review, whether it's on Google or Apple or wherever it is, I would appreciate it. My email address is terry at quiz dot com. If you have a question, I'd be glad to answer it. And until next week, go out there and dream big. The Quiz the Diz podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Our website is quizthediz.com or you can reach us at 614-382-2582. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz the Diz.